Hey, we got a great show for you. It's not today, but it's coming up. No, actually, today's pretty good. We got a lot of good stuff to talk about. We'll go over that Biden speech yesterday. I think you could start an impeachment proceeding based just on that speech. We'll get to, you know, my new hero, Elon Musk. I love this guy. We'll get to Joe Manchin. We'll get to, uh, uh, we'll get to, uh, the crazy mayors all around the country who now realize they've killed themselves with this woke nonsense. Lots to talk about. It's Mark Simone here for Sean Hannity. Sean taking some time off. Normally I'm on our big flagship station in New York, WOR. I didn't do my show there this morning because, uh, Linda, they, they force you to use all your vacation days at the end of the year. <laughs> is that uh, right? Yeah. So I was on vacation from my own show, which is 10 a.m. to noon. So I figure I don't have to get up so early. I could sleep till noon. But at 10 o'clock when my show begins, I'm not there. Everybody I know starts calling me. Are you okay? Are you okay? What's all right? Going? What's going yeah, on? What? <laughs> is it Omicron? <laughs> no. <laughs> Everything is Omicron, just so you know. Yeah. Doesn't Omicron sound like a hotel in Atlantic City? <laughs> you know what Omicron is? What? It's uh, it's a misspelling for moronic. That's what it is. Oh, That's what well, Omicron is. Actually, it's the uh, variant that could end this pandemic. A lot of... Uh uh, experts actually saying that's that's how pandemics end. It mutates, 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 and then all of a sudden starts mutating weaker. And Omicron apparently was part of the virus mutating with a cold, and it more like a common cold, which is why it spreads faster. But it's also weaker, and this could be the end of it. And uh, I don't. That know. would be a nice Christmas present. Well, uh, yeah. Except you know, with this one thing about this uh, pandemic, you don't have to go to work. You can stay home. You don't have to commute. You don't have to sit in traffic. Uh, you, you know, there were some advantages to this. And uh, I've never been home for more than fifteen minutes in my whole life. For me, <laughs> for me, it was interesting. <laughs> You're like, is this what my kitchen looks like? Huh? Okay. Yeah. Well, I know I started cooking things. It was really. Uh, it, see, most people were upset having to stay at home. For me, it was a whole new experience. So. Uh, this Joe Biden speech yesterday, apparently they wrote it out, and they wrote, I don't know if you want, you, you probably didn't have time to hear the whole thing. He, they wrote three versions of the speech. You know, he can't go more than four minutes without collapsing. So, you know, it's not like he's going to go on prime time and make a 40-minute speech. He's lucky if he can do three minutes off those index cards. So there were like three versions. If you watch the whole speech... He just did all three versions. He did version one, then he did version two and version. So it was just to to totally repeating everything three times. And if you don't think he's a brilliant man, uh, you got to listen to him when, when he tries to explain the supply chain crisis. It's fascinating because what is a supply chain crisis? It's about the simplest problem in the history of the world. You know, if you said invent alternative energy, that's a little complicated. If you said, uh, let's land a man on the moon, that could be complicated. But if you said these ships are going to come in, you take the crates off them, put them on a truck. That, it's not that complicated. You know, if, this were, if Donald Trump were in office, day two of the supply chain crisis, he would have been in California on the dock with all the union heads, port heads, trucking heads, screaming at everybody till they worked it out and settled it. And if all else failed, he would have brought in the military. They have two enormous divisions. That's all they do is logistics and supply chains. They could have unloaded everything in three days and delivered it. So, uh, but he can't figure out. Uh, do we have to, now? Take a listen. Here's Biden trying to explain the supply chain crisis. How complicated it is. Earlier this fall, we heard a lot of dire warnings about supply chain problems leading to a crisis around the holidays. So we acted. 
a lot of recommendations of the people that you see on the screen here. I wish we were all able to do this in person. We brought together business and labor leaders to solve problems. And much, uh, you know, the much predicted uh, crisis didn't occur. Packages are moving. Gifts are being delivered. Shelves are not empty. That's a pretty good approach, actually, to it. Just deny it. Just deny it ever happened. <laughs> Just deny it. What was that old uh, Lenny Bruce routine? If your wife catches deny it. Even if she's got pictures. Just deny it. Keep denying it. So there is a supply chain crisis. Now, this is a... Uh, uh, not affecting him because he never leaves. He never goes anywhere. And if he does, the only thing he orders is ice cream. I mean, outside of that, uh, he doesn't see it. But the, you've seen it. Uh, you, hey, you just go on Amazon. Remember, everything's delivered the next day. Now it's like two weeks, three weeks. There's a massive crisis. And uh, if you were Pete Buttigieg, you're the guy in charge of this. You're the Secretary of Transportation. And all these years you say, well, what, is, what does the Secretary of Transportation do? This is what he does. Fix supply chains if they break. And he, can you imagine being the Secretary of Transportation during the supply chain crisis and you never once went to these ports? You never bothered to go anywhere? You're sitting in your office like Fauci trying to get on TV, trying to book TV shows, trying to pose for Instagram pictures and, you know, ride your bike for a video, uh, that, that kind of stuff. So absolutely ridiculous. This is a, um, I mean, it's frightening, but it, it kind of worked out for all of us. You know, Donald Trump was the most exciting four years if you were in the media business to cover him there was nothing more exciting nothing gave you more stuff to talk about more ratings than donald trump it was phenomenal so when he left you think oh what are we going to do now what do we and then this guy comes along the worst president ever you know who loves this guy who is so grateful to this guy is jimmy carter if one day jimmy carter passes away now the obituary will not say worst president ever Joe Biden has wiped out that worst president ever. He's, you know, the difference is Carter, uh, the first year or two weren't bad. It was like year three, it all fell apart. And the other thing with Carter, he had a lot of prestigious names in that cabinet. Some of the biggest names and great statesmen were in the cabinet. Give Biden credit. He's not only the worst president in history, he has put together the weakest cabinet ever. A bunch of incompetent, bumbling idiots with no resume. Buttigieg is a good example. Look at that uh, energy secretary, Granholm. You ask her a question, she's giggling. She doesn't know what to say. Look at that Tony Blinken. That's like a really, really Bush League version of John Kerry. And even Kerry wasn't anything. And just to just to make it complete, he puts Kerry on the team. Uh, Kamala Harris, giggling, moron, worst vice president. I mean, they will study this administration in business schools for years to come about putting together the worst team of mediocrities ever and trying to get anything done. So uh, you still have a pandemic. you got Omicron everywhere. Now listen to Joe Biden. Uh, what, if you, what, what if you had a vaccine mandate on the truckers? Take a listen to this. Industry okay. positioning the Supreme Court to repeal your vaccine mandate. They think that it's going to harm the supply chain recovery. What do you say? I say no. Yeah, it's a great approach. It's an excellent approach to problems. Just deny it. If you have a vaccine mandate, wouldn't that get when you lose some trucks? No, no. <laughs> Just sound convincing. Uh, take that bill back better. Listen, I mean, it's $5 trillion. I think if it's $5 trillion, that it would cost $5 trillion. But listen to this. Listen to Biden. And the biggest weapon, <clears throat> excuse me, in our arsenal. It's my Build Back Better Act, which will reduce what families have to pay for prescription drugs, for health care, for child care, 
and so much more. The bill is paid fully, fully paid for. It won't increase the deficit. <laughs> there you go. I mean, it's a little, uh, he's a bit of a psycho there. Uh, Five trillion dollars. Well, where are we going to get five trillion? It doesn't cost anything. And he believes all this. That's the great thing about it. Linda, don't you admire that? Uh, that uh, delusional whole thing? Uh, it's fascinating. I think that this administration has given me more to think about in the past year than I have ever thought about any administration in my entire life. And I've been doing this business. I've been in this business a long time. But yeah. when I, I have to say, the moment of all moments, the pinnacle of Biden's first year in office was what he said at the start of the speech yesterday. Do you know what he said? No. I'm going to shoot you straight from the shoulder. That's how I do it. I'm what? like, what? You're going to shoot what? it straight from the shoulder? I'm like, was the hip not in the cue cards, buddy? Yeah. I literally almost fell out of my chair. I said, you got to be kidding me. Shoot you straight from the shoulder. What it's a moron. He is the most embarrassing president we have ever had in our history. I mean, Xi and Putin, they must be having a field day every single day. It's, it's well, unbelievable. You know, we can laugh about this, but that's the real problem. Uh, Putin wants to take Crimea uh, in the Ukraine. Uh, God knows what she wants to pull off, and they're all going to do it. Now, I, I don't know. They may wait till after the midterms. Or who knows, they may not wait. Uh, Putin, uh, every second, there's more and more troops he keeps putting on the board of the Ukraine. Oh, I think it's New Year. I think January we're going to see all kinds of drama. New Year? Oh, my God, yeah. They're not oh. going to wait for the midterms. They don't care about our politics. Well, that could be, yeah. The reason they want, uh, it's very important to uh, Russia to take uh, Crimea because they desperately need a warm water port, a deep port for their Navy. Crucial. And there is one in Crimea. They want it for that port. That's the reason for this. So it's not just a, I mean, it's evil, but it's also very strategic evil. So uh, here's the other thing, though. Hey, Newt Gingrich will be with us a little later in the show. Obviously, Democrats get slaughtered in the midterms. They'll lose dozens and dozens and dozens of seats. But you can't just uh, go in there just depending on that. you got to put together, like he did, you have to have a contract for America. you got to have a list of things. So we'll talk about later what the Republicans need to do to pull this off. Now, some people think that the Democrats are well aware of this. They're sinking in the polls. Biden just dropped. You might, you know how low Biden's polls were? They were incredibly low. And he already dropped another 21%. I mean, he's just setting records. And this is in the rigged public polls. He's down to like 21%. He's just plunging. So some people think Biden might pivot. All of a sudden, Biden, you know, Bill Clinton did it. Bill Clinton was pretty far to the left, and he went pretty far to the right, and that saved him. But Clinton was a highly skilled politician. Clinton was a real salesman. Biden can't pull that off. And I don't know if, I don't know if Biden can afford to look any more insincere than he, he always looks. You know, the problem is everything he ran on, he was going to change the tone, change the tone, and not be so divisive. As soon as he gets elected, everybody's a white supremacist. He's calling everybody names. Uh, if that's what you're running on, good, change the tone. But he changed all the policies, the Trump policies that were working, and working very well. So nobody wanted him to change the policies, change the tone. But again, he's the nastiest guy calling everybody names. He appoints Jen Psaki. Uh, it's got to be the meanest, most vicious press secretary. I mean, I kind of like it in a way. There's something interesting about that. You know, every press secretary tries to sell you what they're saying, tries to convince you. Tries, she doesn't care. Here's the lie. Write it down. That's it. Get out of here. So, uh, Well, she had eight years with Obama. She practiced quite a bit. Yeah, she worked for Obama for a while, and she did train under Linda. Uh, 
<laughs> I'm sorry. What? Fake news. That's real fake news. I said, no, she's terrible compared to Linda. It's awful. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, but you're good at toughness, but you do it with a smile, with oh, calm, listen. finesse. With I will tell you exactly where you need to go while smiling at you. I'm very good at that. Yes. Uh, and Linda will explain it to you in great detail. But I like Jen Psaki. No detail, no explanation, no charm, no salesmanship. Here's the lie. Write it down. That's it. Get the hell out of here. And that's it. We've never seen a press secretary like this. The whole thing is unbelievable. You know, Pfizer has now come out. Uh, the FDA is going to approve this pill. If you get the virus and you take this pill, it can knock out the symptoms a lot faster. Uh, but you got to have FDA approval. Remember the vaccine? And that could have, you know, first of all, it takes five years to get a vaccine. Donald Trump gets it done in months months and uh it's interesting how he did it well maybe we'll get into that later but then he had to go to the uh, fda and just kick them and kick them and kick them to get it done and just force them to put now biden won't do that so this pill is ready let's see how long it's hung up with the fda hey we got lots to get to it's mark simone here for sean hannity uh sean will be back soon uh we'll take some calls 1-800-941-SEAN is the number lou dobbs coming up newt gingrich larry kudlow and a lot more. Follow me on Instagram. It's Mark Simone NYC at Instagram. And uh, oh, make sure you check out Hannity.com. Great stories there all the time. We'll take your calls next.